0: Today, on Bread for the Broken with James Grizzle, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Galveston. Bread for the there are different
1: kinds of spiritual gifts, but it is the same Holy Spirit. Now remember, it's the same Holy Spirit who also, who indwells inside of believers and gives believers the ability to say that Jesus is Lord. It's that Holy Spirit. So he dwells inside of us. He distributes different kinds of gifts, okay? He is the source of them all. The Holy Spirit is the source of them all. So here's another thing. You cannot learn to do some of these things.
0: One of the most popular times of the year to give gifts is Christmas. You get them all wrapped up and under the tree. Well, after you become a believer in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit gives you free gifts. Not wrapped up in boxes or bows, but spiritual gifts that you're to use to glorify God and to serve His church with. Pastor James shares that these gifts can vary for each of us, and one isn't greater than the other. And it's important for you to recognize your gifts and use them. Now turning your Bible to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. As Pastor James begins his message, Gifts of the Holy Spirit.
1: We're going to do a nice little overview concerning what are the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because that can be confusing. Um, it's really not, but it can be. And so my goal is to be able to define each term um, that is listed either from First Corinthians chapter 12 or Romans chapter 12, because that's where uh, at least those, those two sections list the majority of them. They're also listed. There's some listed in Ephesians chapter four, but I just want to go, you know, kind of over each one, what what each one means. Uh, maybe give some scriptural examples of that, and then really to encourage us to, I don't know, to prayerfully consider if you don't know what your spiritual gift may be. All right, now I will put a disclaimer out there. Um, I believe every person, every individual, has like a primary gift, okay? What I mean by that is like the Lord has blessed you with a, like you have the gift of mercy. Like that just comes naturally to you. Mercy comes naturally to you. So it's like almost an automatic thing when you kind of step in and are able to display mercy to somebody. Just That's just part of your DNA. Um, It's just part of what you do. You were like made for that. So I believe everybody has a primary gift from the Holy Spirit. Uh, Now, I also believe that at certain times, the Holy Spirit knows how to give you other gifts that are needed for whatever scenarios there are, okay? Case in point, you might be speaking to somebody, and the Lord gives you a, a word of knowledge, okay? A word of knowledge, and you're able to be like, hey, uh, so what about this? And they're like, how do you know that, <laughs> right? Um, so there's, there's different things, or, or wisdom, or, or faith at a certain point in time. Um, so that's where it kind of gets a little fuzzy at times for believers, because they're like, well, I don't know. I don't even know what my primary is, and I think I may have experienced this or that at some point in time, but I just don't know. And the other side of this is we, we get this so like, just weird and out there kind of thing when it comes to like gifts of the Holy Spirit. Like most of the church is afraid of this. It's like, no, don't go there because, what? Because we're afraid that people are going to start running up and down the aisles, barking like dogs and rolling around and where's the gold dust flowing, you know, coming from the ceiling and stuff like that. That's not what it is. That's a circus. That's not what this is, okay? The church and the Holy Spirit is decently and in order, decently and in order. It's not confusion. It's not about like, hey, notice me, look at me, look at me, look at me, because sometimes that's what a lot of that stuff is, right? So this is about the gifts of the Holy Spirit are primarily, absolutely, completely given to you to bring praise to God, not attention to yourself. So we'll start there. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I'm going to kind of bounce around from New Living Translation, but I also have my New King James because I, I, I like how uh, it kind of displays some of these terms um, concerning these spiritual gifts. Now, Paul is writing to the Church of Corinth, and they had questions concerning the gifts of the Spirit, right? Because there was a lot of things going on within their church services that they're like, hey, we need some clarity on this. Like, because every time we're getting together— things are happening and it 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 seems as though it was kind of getting to the point where it was becoming distractive or distracting that's probably a better word that's actually probably a word i don't know if distractive is a word but it was distracting so people were gathering together um, and then you know just for example maybe somebody was speaking a a a word uh you know uh, speaking in tongues over here but yet There's no interpretation, and so you can understand how that could be confusing because you're like, "Well, what did they say?" Like, if that was a tongue, an actual speaking in tongue, like the Lord gave him a tongue, then there ought to be an interpretation of that tongue so that the body is blessed because of that, right? Like, it's decently in an order. So Paul, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, gives us. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and a good description of like, hey, let's talk about spiritual gifts. So verse 1 of chapter 12 says this, and now, dear brothers and sisters, I will write about special abilities. This is New Living Translation. Special abilities the Holy Spirit gives to each of us, for I must correct your misunderstandings about them. So what's key and what's crucial to this is these, this list applies to us today. Um, There's a, a thought that's out there. It's called cessational, uh, cessationalism or cessationists. They believe that this, the gifts of the Spirit have stopped. Okay, that um, <clears throat> they're not really displayed anymore. And once, you know, there was a, a time frame with the first church, and and you know, some of these things had ended. And the gifts along with those are no longer really displayed within the church today. And I, and I would hope you have you know, red flags about that kind of theology, because I'm like, well, wait a minute, we're going to read through some of this list. And I really hope that some of these things are still practiced today in the church. Please tell me they are, because one of those things is a gift of faith. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of needed today gift of teaching. I mean, like, I hope that one's active. I hope that one's still active, right? Because it's kind of what I'm trying to do. So, but Paul is throwing this out there to them. But he's also, it's for us as well. And so so that you understand special abilities or gifts as, uh, you know, as your New King James says. Um, Paul says, just this in New King James, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant, Okay. He doesn't want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles uh, carried away by dumb idols, however however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So I'm obviously going into verse 2 there. But Paul is like, listen, you can't be ignorant about these things, okay? Um, for the church, and especially for today, for these days, there there are a few things that we just... there's. It's unacceptable if we continue on within our walk with Jesus, and we're ignorant concerning these things. The gifts of the Spirit are one of those things. Another one of those things is the schemes of the enemy. Paul Paul said he's like, listen, I do not want you to be ignorant of his schemes. So you we we have to be knowledgeable. We have to have an understanding of how the enemy works. So, but we can't be ignorant. We can't just be like blasé about that and be like, oh, I don't know. That's weird. It's coincidental and all this stuff. No, no, no. It might be that the enemy is at work. You cannot be ignorant of that. We cannot be ignorant of the, the gifts of the spirit. You can't. OK? So and Paul goes on to say, he's letting these guys, these guys know, you know that when you were still pagans or you, you, know, you were unsaved, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. OK? So I want you to know how to discern what is truly from God no one speaking by the Spirit of God can curse Jesus, and no one is able to say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So he's already making a clear distinction there, OK? Well, how do we know? How do we know if these people are saved? Well, um, what's, what's, their, what's their speech like in one sense? Are they cursing? How in the world are you going to curse Jesus if he's your Lord and Savior? See, that it doesn't add up, right? So if people are doing that, then you, that might be a little alarm clock going off being like, wait a minute. The moment I actually recognized and realized that Jesus had died for my sins, there was nothing but respect, adoration, love for Him. And, and the thought has never even crossed my mind to curse Jesus. But this is apparently going on. And so Paul is making a distinction for these guys within the church. He's like, look, if they're going around blaspheming Jesus, cursing Jesus, there's a really good, strong chance they don't even know who he is. Because if you really knew him, you wouldn't say those things. And nobody can say that he's Lord except except by the Holy Spirit, unless the Holy Spirit has obviously done a work with inside of them. So there's a distinction on who's saved, who's not saved. And then that helps for the church of Corinth and for us as well to understand like, so when people are demonstrating gifts of the Holy Spirit, quote unquote, well, if it's coming from these guys who do nothing but curse Jesus, that's probably not a gift from the Holy Spirit, right? So it's like, it's very practical, right? Very practical. So Paul's not going to walk these guys through um, what these gifts are, Okay, the diversities of gifts. And so it says this, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but it is the same Holy Spirit. Now remember, it's the same Holy Spirit who also, who indwells inside of believers and gives believers the ability to say that Jesus is Lord. It's that Holy Spirit. So he dwells inside of us. He distributes different kinds of gifts. Okay, He is the source of them all. The Holy Spirit is the source of them all. So here's another thing. You cannot learn to do some of these things. You can't learn to do some of these things because they're gifts. They're gifts. I want to learn how to speak in tongues. Well, unless the Holy Spirit's teaching that class, it ain't going to happen. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. You're like, but I really want that. Well, maybe you have it. I don't know. But the one thing I do know, if you have it, it's because the Holy Spirit has given it to you. If you don't have it, it's because he hasn't given it to you. Don't covet the gift that you don't have. Learn to appreciate what God has given you and really appreciate the times and moments where maybe, maybe during some time you speak in tongues, and there's an an interpretation there because that's how it works. But you can, praise, you, can praise the, you can praise God because he's chosen to give you that gift maybe within that moment, OK? So all these gifts, these different spiritual gifts, they're all, they're all distributed by the Holy Spirit. Verse 5, it says, there are different kinds of service within the church. But it is the same Lord we are serving, so don't get it twisted, right? There are different different areas to serve within the church but it's we're serving the same person and that's Jesus so that eliminates this hierarchy system of like well whoever's on the stage that's the top one that's a lie that's a lie i'm no better than i'm no better than anybody teaching our kids upstairs i'm not greater than them my role isn't greater than theirs it's equal why? Because we're doing this all for the same person, and that's the Lord Jesus. So anybody greeting people as they walk into the doors, they absolutely matter. And what they do absolutely matters. If any way that you serve, any form or fashion you serve within this church, it matters. Because it's all on the same level. It's all, we're all on, all on the same ground. They, you know, it was famously said, I think by probably Billy Graham, the, the, the ground at the foot of the cross is level, is level. Now, what I am blessed to be able to do, and it certainly is a, a privilege and, and a calling upon my life to stand here and to preach and to teach, that carries a heavy weight with it, right? So understand that. I will stand before the Lord Jesus and be held accountable for everything that I say and, and the words, what I teach, and all that good stuff. So that carries a tremendous, a tremendous um, you know, weight in and of itself. But the senior pastor, the lead pastor, whatever, whatever it is we want to call these guys these days, they're not better or more important than anybody else. We're just not. We're not. We're all the same. We're all on the same team. We're all on the same team, okay? So different gifts. Distributed by the Holy Spirit, we're all serving, this, we're serving the same one. We're serving the same Lord, and that's Jesus. Verse 6, there are different ways God works in our lives, but it is the same God who does the work through all of us. So please note, we've addressed the Holy Spirit. We've addressed the Son, who is Jesus Christ. And now we are addressing God the Father. Paul is very purposefully throwing out the Trinity, OK. When it comes to body life and serving and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you got the Holy Spirit, you got Jesus, you got God, okay? And He works in our lives. And it's God who is working, the same God who is working in and through all of us. So none, none of us is better than the other. We all serve the same Lord. And it is the same God who is working in and through each and every one of us. So to think of ourselves as better than anybody else would be actually speaking against God, right? Well, He's working in all of us. Different ways, different things, and all that good stuff. But he's he's at work in every single one of us. Okay, so he's setting this up. He's propping these guys up with like, let's lay a foundation when we before we get into these gifts. Verse seven: A spiritual gift is given to each of us as a means of helping the entire church. So we know who they come from. We know who they're about. It's about Jesus. We know that it's God at work in each and every one of us, and we know that the purpose of spiritual gifts is that we help each other out, which is another just good, valid point to show up to church, to be at church. And even in crazy trying times, I get it. I I understand, in health and all that stuff, by all means, you have compromised immune systems and if you're sick, stay home. Praise God for video cameras and all that good stuff and Wi-Fi. Stay home if you have to. But if you don't have to, where are you at? Where are you at? Because how do we get blessed by your gift if you're not here, whoever's watching? How does the church get blessed by your gift if you never show up? The point of spiritual gifts is for them to be used to minister to the body. We can't skip out on church. Because it's not just simply skipping church. I praise God that when I wake up every morning that all members of my body are still attached to my body. That when I roll out of that bed, I didn't leave any behind because they didn't want to get up today. Like, it's crazy. We have to decide we have, I'm telling you right now, church, we have to decide what we're going to do in the future because it will get harder to go to church. It will get more difficult to go to church. And those decisions are made today. Decisions that matter tomorrow are made today. If you're not here, then the body misses out on your gift. That hurts the body. It hurts the body. That's why And I know that this is why church is so important. And this is what I hope that we understand from spiritual gifts, because it's not about us. And it's not about, man, I got this cool ability to do this or that. It's not about any of that stuff. It's about ministering to people when they show up and being there for them and knowing how to speak a word of wisdom into their lives or knowing how to pray for them or show them mercy when they need mercy. Or for somebody who has the gift of mercy to be there for me when I need mercy displayed or demonstrated within my life. But if that person who has that gift doesn't show up, you see, you, we see the aftermath, right? We have people who show up, and they're hurting. And there's people within the body who are gifted with mercy that if they don't show up. Now, the Holy Spirit knows how to tend to the needs of the people. But I also think that, man, we need to rethink church. We have to rethink this thing. It's not just a formulaic like let's show up. We're gonna do some songs. That guy will get up there and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, and then we'll end. And we may get out early enough, or we may got we got to do away with this this Western idea of church. It has to be about I have been gifted with a gift from the Holy Spirit. I need to show up because my gift is needed within the body. We have to reframe our thinking. And it's not about like, well, I show up because you give me what I like. That's stupid. And I'm going to use that word. I don't care if it's harsh or not, but that's dumb. And that is hurting the American church. Because if you don't deliver for me what I like, then I'm going to go on to someone else. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. And church is all about you. And it's not about Jesus. And it's not about the body. And it's not about using your gift to minister to the body. It's about you. And you need to repent of that. That's the message that needs to be communicated, by and large, to the Church of America. We need to repent. We need to repent because of, we've been doing church selfishly for too long, where it's become about us, and it's not about the Holy Spirit, and it's not about the gifts of the Spirit, and it's not about edifying, building up the people that show up here. If you build on the church, you, you should repent. You should repent, because shame on you. Shame on us. Shame on us when we're that selfish. If you don't like the church, find one where you can plug in. It doesn't matter where you go. Hopefully that they're teaching the word, but what does matter is that we're showing up so that we can use the gifts that God has entrusted with us. There's a parable in the Gospels. People were given talents. They were entrusted with talents. And some of those guys who were entrusted with talents went and reinvested those. And they earned money back, so to speak. Now, some earned a couple. Some earned like five. Some earned two. You know, all that good stuff, right? But they invested them. And there was a return on their investment. But there was one guy who buried his in the backyard. And then when the owner came to collect, he's like, "What? Well, you could have at least put it in the bank and drawn interest on it. Like, why would you hide it? Why didn't anybody steal it? I didn't want anybody. I didn't, you know, I just, no. See that we have been given a talent. The Lord has entrusted us with something and he expects that we reinvest that talent into other people. And whatever the return on that talent on that investment is, well that's really just up to the Lord. Probably based a lot on what we're faithful with. If you're faithful with a little, then he'll give you a lot. If you're not faithful with a little, well he may just give you just that one little talent. But he will come and collect and so that's where all this plays into these spiritual gifts. So now I've thrown out this serious tone to this thing, and now you're like, oh, man, I don't even know what mine is. And so I've been doing church wrong this whole time. We're going to clear that. We hope, I, I hope and I pray that we're going to be able to bring clarity to that or at least point you in the right direction to, to know how to like, start praying through specific ones of like, what, which one is it? So then you can tap into that and start using that when you show up, okay? So... We got the, the scenario. They're from the Holy Spirit. They're for the praise and you know, the, you know to give glory to Jesus. And it's because God's at work within our lives. And the gifts are there to help each other out, um, to help the entire church, as the New Living Translation says. Verse 8, to one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. OK? Um, Wise advice, another way of saying that, New King James says, uh, let's see if I can find verse 8 here somewhere, for one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, Uh, to another the word of uh, knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit to another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy. Sorry if I'm going through these fast. I'm going to define all these in a second, Okay. To another, discerning spirits, to another, differing kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills, as the Holy Spirit wills. Okay, so let's go through each and every one of these, um, and, and then we'll we'll define these, and then we'll jump over jump over to uh, <laughs> um, to Romans chapter twelve, so that way we can kind of see that there's they're basically echoed again for us.
2: Hold to, hold the hopeless,
0: Thanks for joining us today on Bread for the Broken with Pastor James Grizzle. We're currently in a series called Every Good Gift. No, it's not talking about birthday gifts or Christmas gifts. We're actually covering all of the different gifts that God gives to you on a continual basis. God's heart is to bless you and for you to use the gifts that He's given you to bring about blessing and abundance to those around you. Like a parent, God desires to give you an overflow of gifts because He loves you. Have you enjoyed this message and would like to hear it again? Well, you're welcome to do so at breadforthebroken.com. Once you're there, simply click on the Listen tab. While you're looking for this message, feel free to explore the other teachings by Pastor James as well. Bread for the Broken is a ministry of Calvary Galveston. If you're looking for a church that you can call home or simply want to connect and pray with someone, we would love to be that for you. You can get in touch with us by filling out the contact form at our website, breadforthebroken.com. Are you interested in visiting us at one of our services? Well, you'll find that information on our website as well. It would be so great to meet you and to hear how you learned about this ministry. Our time with you is up for today's edition, but we encourage you to tune in next time to hear more about those gifts that God has for you. Join us for some more encouragement, maybe some conviction, and a whole lot of God-inspired wisdom that comes from the Word of God. Open your heart and mind to hear what God has for you right here on Bread for the Broken.